Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother! You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! For the 100th time... Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. If you're new around here, I am your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, Mr. Bucks Football, Evan Wanish. Happy 100 episodes. It's been quite a few years in the making, and we're finally here. And we're very excited for a good show that we've got lined up for you today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we advertise this week a very special guest coming on to the show. We are not alone. We are joined by number eight for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bradley Pinion is joining us via What's phone up? call. Bradley, how are you today, man? Oh, I'm doing good, guys. How are y'all doing? Doing good. Hey, Welcome to the show, bud. Very, very glad to have you. So Happy we... to be on. Happy to be on. Absolutely. Hope you're enjoying your offseason thus far, staying far away from social media and all the news where people just ride on rumors all offseason long. I'm sure you're well familiar with watching it from a distance. Now, Very, 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 very familiar with all that good stuff. <laughs> I have to ask you right off of the bat. Our fans know you as the people's champ. And yes. First off, what do you think of the nickname? I mean, you can't hate it. You can't hate the nickname, the people's champ. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just, I mean, it's awesome to be honest with you. It's uh, it's actually an honor. Um, I mean, to be the people's champ, you got to be a one of a kind. So y'all think I'm one of a kind, I'll guess I'll accept the nickname. Oh, absolutely, man. We had an awesome training camp experience. I mean, watching the way that you interacted with everybody who came out to one buck during the spring. And I, I don't know if you remember, man, but it, it kind of stuck around training camp for me. I was at the Pittsburgh preseason game, and I was sitting in the front row behind the Bucks bench. And I remember I yelled at you. I said, Bradley! And you turned around, and I said, People's Champ! And then you kind of turned back around. <laughs> and uh, it's just, it's, it's stuck for us ever since then. And it, um, it's really cool that you're involved in the community as much as you are. So we've given you the term People's Champ, and uh, I'm glad you like it, man. Very glad you're here as well. But um, Yeah, I mean, the, getting involved in the community is one of the things that near and dear to my heart um give it back to the people that give to us every sunday um and i mean having y'all in stands having fans in the stands is what keeps keeps us going so why not give back to them and it's like i said it's near and dear to my heart 
Absolutely. And talking about giving back to the community, you and your wife actually launched your Punts for, Pro, uh, Punts for Pups program in partnership with the Hillsborough County Pet Resource Center. And you guys sponsored a dog for every punt that landed within the 20-yard line. Um, how was yeah. that experience? And, I mean, how much success did you guys have with that this year? Because it was great to watch. Like, I'm a, I'm a big dog person, so stuff like that really warms your heart, you know? Um, no, we love all of our dogs so much. Um, but we just something that's new to our heart. We're huge dog people. And we actually, I can't take credit for the idea. I saw Steven Hauschka of the Buffalo Bills, kicker for the Buffalo Bills, kind of do something similar for every field goal made at home. He um, sponsored our dog at a shelter in Buffalo. And I was like, you know what, why can't I do something like that? What can I do? And I was like, let's do it for every punt. And I was like, well, every punt's not always a good thing. So let's go do it for um, every punt inside the 20. And so my wife was like, heck yeah, let's do this. So we just reached out to um, Hillsborough County Power Resource Center, and they were all game, all on board. And then I also reached out to a little um, small pet shop called Modern Paws that um, generously donated every, like a giddy, a good, good, goodie bag, gift bag, whatever you want to call it, to each dog um, that we sponsored. And we ended up having a 100% success rate. Uh, every dog that we sponsored um, got a and that really is some awesome work you guys do with the punts for pups program again kind of the narrative you had talked about was you know people say don't buy from a breeder like it's nice to get a dog from a breeder but if you can get an experience with a dog who you know was astray at one point or really cleaning up a lot of the room in the shelter it just it, it means a little bit more to some people so it's awesome work that you guys did and um yeah it, it really is a great thing that you're doing in partnership with the Hillsborough County Pet Resource Center. Uh, now, Bradley, yeah. if you're still here with us, there was some yeah. recent news from the team this week, and I'm sure that you saw it as well. There are new uniforms coming up and uh, in April, so we have to wait a little over a month, but they are coming after being teased for so long and the rumors going back and forth. My question to you is, have you seen the uniforms? And if you have, what do you think? I have not seen the uniforms. I actually don't know if any player has seen the uniforms. Uh, um, I knew there has been some, like, teasing around the locker room during the season and stuff like that, that we were getting some, and guys kept asking questions. But I honestly cannot tell you what they look like. All I can say is I hope we have some of those creamsicle jerseys next year because those things are awesome. Those throwback creamsicles, they look sick. Oh, man. I, I think people bring them back nowadays. They could be one of the sharpest-looking NFL uniforms I mean, they are pretty nice, but I don't know. I, I guess we'll have to see what they do with the helmet, but I do like the orange creamsicle for at least the throwback game because back in the exactly. day seeing Raymond James and all the creamsicle for the throwback games, it was a sight to see. Now, you would brought up a locker room, uh, kind of, you know, people talking about it, hinting at it in the locker room this season. Evan kind of had some questions for you regarding the culture of that locker room because we know culture in Tampa Bay – this year in particular was the first year of a new campaign. Bruce Arians came in, and, you know, from day one, this guy wanted to set the tone. So, Evan, I know you had some stuff you wanted to ask him about that locker room culture. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, Bradley, thanks so much for coming on the show. really appreciate it. Of course. Uh, you know, so after, after week nine, you know, you guys lose a heartbreaking game in overtime to the Seattle Seahawks, and now you're sitting at two and six on the season, and the season's looking pretty grim. But you end up rattling off five wins in the last eight games to finish up the season five and three, end up with seven and nine. 
was there a, a different vibe in that locker room like after that Seattle game where you guys said you know you, you know this was this is a heartbreaker but let's 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 you know get back to it and really really try to turn this season around because it was an impressive impressive turnaround midseason I don't I don't know if there was really a vibe change um, I think it was a confidence change Seattle is one of the best teams in the NFL this year and they proved it week in and week out and I honestly think we were too um, and it just kind of so happened that we got into overtime with them and it kind of gave our guys belief. Um, and we should have won that game, honestly. Like, if you were watching the game, everybody, everybody oh, we should have won that game. Um, and so it just gave guys belief, like, no, we can hang with any team in the NFL, which we have the talent. Or we are unbelievably talented. Um, so it's not like we don't have the talent. I think it was more of a belief mindset um, that our guys had to get and once we kind of got that belief mindset, it was very, there was very few things that could slow us down. The only thing that could slow us down was ourselves. And um, we got that belief mindset after that game. And, I mean, Bruce said it all year long. He was like, guys, we just got to learn how to win. And once we start learning how to win, we're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And obviously a big voice in that locker room is not only Bruce Arians, but the quarterback of the Bucks, you know, Jameis Winston. And, you know, a lot of people have, you know, touted him as this great leader and just a guy, you know, that can really rally the troops. What, what were your thoughts on Jameis Winston? Just, you know, coming in from San Francisco, you know, Jameis Winston's already been in the league. Well, what are your thoughts on Jameis Winston as, as a leader in that locker room? Man, Jameis is one of the best people you ever meet in your entire life. Uh, I, mean, I love Jameis to death. I know there's been stuff that's gone on in his life that um, kind of out there and you kind of just kind of scratch your head about it. But honestly, I can say like wholeheartedly, I would go to war with that guy any day of the week. Um, he is an amazing leader. Um, I think he's just an all around great dude, a great quarterback. Um, I really do believe that. And I think he's, I think he's going to go to big things, whether it's with us or whether it's, with a different team, he's going to be on to big things. And um, I just I just want success for the guy is all I want because um, he deserves it as hard as he works and as great of a person as he is, he deserves it. Yeah. Now, I mean, you do say that, you know, you want him to be successful, whether that's with the Bucks or, or with another team. Obviously, of course, there's a big decision coming up for the Bucks on whether to bring back Jameis Winston or not. Well, where where do you fall? You know, do, do you think that this guy should, should get, you know, the long-term deal? I mean, I'm going to default that to the higher-ups. I don't get paid that much money to make those decisions. Um, so, so I'm going to default that to the higher-ups. But like I said, I love the guy. Um, he became one of my really good friends. And I think he's a heck of a leader, and I just want nothing but the best for him. It's awesome. Heck yeah, man. It's really cool hearing about the close-knit relationships and you know the leaders, the guys that stick out in that locker room. Now, a question that we had gotten from some fans regards you guys in the special teams unit um, mm -hmm. how often do you guys hang out? Because, I mean, it seems like a lively bunch. You've got Zach Triner, the long snapper, Matt Gay, of course. I know you guys have talked throughout the season. Um, are you guys as close as it seems? Yes, we are. We actually are. Uh, we hang out with our wives outside of the locker room at least once a week. Um, and then we're with each other 24-7 um, in the locker room and in the football facility. So it is one of those things where we're just like, you know what, like, it's not like you're forced to like each other, but we happen to just have a really good group of guys. Um, and we all appreciate what each other does, and we all know we can't do our job without the other one. Um, and I think that's what makes us so good is we have that recognition that, like, you know what, 
my job relies on you and your job relies on me. So we have this mutual respect for each other. And we're going to be a really good special teams unit. Um, Matt's a heck of a kicker, um, a young kicker. He's got a massive leg, um, a lively leg. Um, and Zach's probably one of the best long snappers in the NFL, no doubt about it. And uh, we're going to be a good group. And it's just a matter of keep yelling together and keep perfecting our crafts. And we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, Mac A, you brought up his leg, man. I remember watching in training camp. He nailed, what, a 65-yarder? It, it was 60-plus, yeah. I know for sure, like from the logo. And, I mean, yeah. it was right oh, yeah. down the middle, if not almost over the net. He is one hell of a kicker. But Bradley, yeah, so yeah. how how far do you think Mac A could, could hit it from? Uh, In a game or in practice? What are we talking about? Probably an in-game situation because, I mean, we saw him make, I believe, a 58-yarder against the Rams. Uh. I think that was a season long, and we, we all know about the leg he's got. Right. Um, I think in a game, in the right situations, um, you could put him for out there for a 65, 60. I think you'd give him the record. Give him a 67, 68. Um, <laughs> I think you'd make it on the right, on the, on the right day. Um, I know me and him have talked about that many times, um, but I think you'd make it. I really do. I've seen him hit some. We've practiced some fair kick, free kick situations in practice, and I've seen him hit some monstrous balls. Um, so I think he could really break that record. Um, but, uh, he's got a massive leg. I mean, absolutely massive leg. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to watch him develop. I know this year you kind of brought up, he is a young kicker still ironing out the kinks, but overall, I, I mean, he is great. I love watching him, and uh, he's a guy that you can root for, absolutely. I'm confident you guys are going to be great because that special teams unit is very, very close-knit. Now, we mentioned some of the guys in the locker room. We mentioned your relationship with the special teams unit. I wanted to ask, are there any other guys in that locker room who really just stand out as maybe less of a vocal leader, but more of a leader by example? Because in the media, you hear about the JPPs, you hear about the Carl Nassib, the guy you know just has no quit in him. Um, you hear about the big game, big name guys like Mike Evans, but there. Are there any maybe unsung heroes of that locker room? Maybe some guy who just goes out there, does his job well, sets the tone for everybody, and I don't want to say doesn't get the credit he deserves, but I, I think you kind of know what I mean. An unsung hero of the locker room. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy that maybe is not a big-name guy. Um, and, you know, a guy who doesn't get a lot of credit that I think deserves a lot of credit is um, Ali Marpet. I know he was a captain this year. Um, but he is a guy that kind of leads by example. And a lot of the guys in our offensive line, like Donovan, and those are all guys um, that just work their tail off. And Kappa and just all these guys, um, our whole line is just dudes that just love to go to work and love to play football. Um, and then you have guys like Chris Godwin. I know he's a big-name guy, kind of really, really, really burst onto the scene this year. Um, but he's not much of a vocal guy, but he leads by example day in and day out. He's one of the most dedicated to his craft that you'll ever see. And you got another quiet guy like Shaq Barrett who burst onto the scene this year, um, who's not entirely a vocal guy, but is, I mean, you saw what he did on the field this year and the way he works and the way his productivity is, is, is outstanding. Um, so, you, I mean, our, our, honestly, like, and I say this wholeheartedly, not just because I'm a buck, not just because they tell us to, but we literally have one of the best locker rooms um, that you could ever imagine. Um, got guys like Jordan Whitehead um you got guys like uh Justin Watson these are all guys that just work day in and day out um to perfect their craft and they're so good 
at their perfecting their craft, whether it be on special teams or on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. I mean, these guys are just they don't they don't want the recognition. They just want to play football, and that's what you love to see. Oh yeah. Now you you started things off. You brought up Ali Marpet. I mean, this guy, former All Pro, he is one of the best offensive lineman in the league if I really have to go out there not even biased either um but looking at that offensive line I really wanted to bring up Ryan Jensen in particular because I wanted to ask you this question man have you seen his truck have I seen his truck yeah yes I have my truck's just as big as his oh man it's badass I'm a sucker for big trucks I used to have a uh, a 98 Ram with a 5.9 in it it wasn't nearly as shiny and special and nice as your guys's trucks but uh Oh, I just I love it. I see him driving down the road every once in a while, and it's so synonymous. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it. I love it. It's so pretty. But um, thank you for coming on and answering some questions we have. We have a few more questions for you before we let you go. Okay. Um, now we talked about the locker room. You know your experience with Tampa Bay. I really wanted to get into first when you first came into Tampa Bay. What was your first interaction with Bruce Arians? And then I'll follow it up. What is your overall opinion of head coach Bruce Arians? I mean, how did that all go for you? Uh, so I've, I've had known Bruce for a minute. He kind of, um, I won't say recruited me, but kind of uh, talked to me coming out of college. Um, and he was a guy that I've always respected. He had some close ties with some people at Clemson. Um, they've worked together. So I've known Bruce for a little bit, just around, seen him around, talked to him a tad before actually getting to co- getting, being coached by him. And I love Bruce. He is going to tell you exactly how he feels. He's not going to sugarcoat it. He's going to tell you why he feels that way. And then he's going to turn around and tell you he loved you no matter what. And that's just the type of guy he is. And that's the type of guy I like to play for and that I respect. Um, because they tell you exactly how they feel. There's no trying to guess like, oh, do they want this? Do they want that? No, they're going to tell you exactly what they want. They're going to tell you exactly how they want you to do it. And then they expect you to go execute it to the best of your ability. And you can't ask for anything more from a head coach. When your head coach has these expectations that he just lays out there on the table for you. I mean, you can't ask for anything else. And he, like I said, he's going to, he might yell at you and he might cuss the most elegantly I've ever heard of anybody cuss, but <laughs> he, he, he means it in a good way. And that's just the way he is. And he's, he's not going to change for anybody. And you got to respect the heck out of that. Yeah. I mean, uh, you said, you, you know, your transition to Tampa, you know, you were a free agent last year. And of course, mm-hmm. we know that NFL free agency is coming up. So, what was what was the process like for you? Because I mean, this is really the first time that you hit an unrestricted free agency. So, what what was yeah. that what was that process like? You know, it's it's a you know a lot of unknowns. But what was the the overall process like for you during the free agent period? Yeah, it was a crazy process. I had a few teams interested actually, and um, it was kind of just figuring out what team were going to be the best situation for me and my wife, whether it was staying in San Francisco, whether it was going to Tampa Bay, or really any other team that was interested. Um, we tried to figure out what was best for me and my wife and the best for my career. Um, and ultimately, all signs led to the Bucks. Um, close to home, great coaching staff. I mean, what? I mean, you, you can't ask for much better weather than Tampa. A little hot sometimes, maybe, but you can't ask for much better weather than Tampa. And it was just one of those situations where Tampa was like, a dream team, one of those dream scenarios with the right amount of money involved. And it was a, a deal hard to pass up on. Um, and it was, it was a stressful process. I'm making it sound real easy right now, but it was a stressful process. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was awesome. Um, couldn't end up any better. I'm extremely pleased with the decision that me and my wife made. 
and the decision for the Bucks to bring me on board. And I'm honestly just looking forward to where this team's going to go. Awesome. Now, I-, I wanted to ask you about something else, and this happened during the season. This happened during a game. And um, I remember watching it on TV and then never really hearing anything. I wanted to ask you firsthand. So uh, I'm sure you remember fondly. Before the Colts game, you guys were on the field doing some warm-ups. And then uh, Quentin Nelson kind of walked over, maybe said a few things, and then proceeded to punt the ball. Um, did you guys ever make up? I mean, was was there ever <laughs> – I won't ask you what he said, but, like, was there anything that ever did come out of that? Did you Did you guys ever talk about it or – I mean, what was that whole situation? Yeah, so I was warming up, same spot I always do. And uh, he was warming up, I guess, in the same spot he always does. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but I was punting the ball, and he happened to be standing towards the area I was punting, and I hit one, and it hit him in the back of the head. And I, it's kind of hard when you see somebody get hit in the back of the head not to laugh mm. um, with the football. <laughs> and it's just so I just kind of chuckled and was like, kind of threw my hand up like, my bad. And um, he started walking my way, and I was like, well, all right, if we're going to exchange a punter for our, that's probably one of the top offensive linemen in the league, here we go. <laughs> and um, so he starts walking towards me, and as he gets closer, I kind of walk towards him. And he was like, man, I just want you to apologize. And I was like, I was like, my bad, dude. Like, I would never purposely try to hit you. Like, that's just, that's just not who I am. Um, and I was like, but I'm going to go ahead and warn you. Like, I, I need to keep hunting right there, so I'm going to keep hunting right there. Like, you have a whole other 50 yards where you can do your little – kickbacks on your offensive line stuff like i'm gonna keep hunting right there and um so he proceeds to walk straight back to the other to that same exact spot and i was like dude like you gotta be kidding me like i told you i was gonna keep hunting right there so of course i just keep hunting right there and i come within probably a good foot of hitting him again and not trying to just i told him i was gonna hey i'm gonna punt right there and um it came to a good foot of hitting him again that's when he took the ball and punted into the stands and uh, him putting it into the stands was actually hysterical to me, if I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> Did you think he had the leg? He actually, uh, he had some good form. I, okay. His drop was a little off. His drop was a little off. He was a lefty, which, I mean, I have to switch my per- point of view for a lefty. But no, he he um, but he punted into the stands, and then um, that was kind of the end of that. But after the game, I went up to him and was like, "Dude, look, I hope you realize, like, I wasn't trying to hit you. I've never tried to hit somebody with the ball. Like, I've been hit with the punt before. It doesn't feel good." Um, so like, I, I apologize. He was like, Oh no, you're good. Um, but it was just one of those things where everybody's, um, emotions run high before a game and you want to show how big and bad we are, um, because we all want to win the game and we all have that intimidation factor. Um, so it was just one of those by happenstance will happen maybe once in my whole entire career, probably. Um, but he got, he got hit and it was just one of those things where he wanted an apology and I gave him one and everything was good from there. <laughs> well, I'm very glad to hear that you guys made up, and it was great to hear the full story in depth. Because, you know, I was kind of curious, like, what he said to you, so I'm glad you were able to get into detail on that. Now, we've got one final question for you before we wrap up, and this is one more so for the fans. Uh, Bradley, okay. if there's anything that you can tell the fans of Tampa Bay football about the 2020 campaign ahead of us, what would you say? I'd say hold on to your seats. It's going to be an awesome ride. Um, it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of games won. It's going to be some hard-fought battles. Um, just always know that we're going to give it our best. We're going to put it all out there on the line for y'all. And we just ask that y'all do the same for us. Um, come to the games every Sunday. Um, support us and cheer us on loud and proud. And that's about all we can ask for. 
Absolutely. We are gearing up for a fantastic year. Very excited for things to come. Ladies and gentlemen, Bradley Pinion, number eight, the punter for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thank you so much for jumping on, answering some questions with us, and uh, celebrating the 100th episode of CFP with us. We really do appreciate you. Thanks, Bradley. Yeah, congrats on 100 episodes, and go Bucks. Thanks, man. Go Bucks. I'm sure you guys have been following along very closely on Twitter, but the NFL Combine started up this week. Everybody is in Indianapolis covering that from a former Tampa Bay Trey Trevor Sikama and the Draft Network to all the guys over at Pewter Report. Everybody far and wide is talking about the Combine. And uh, something interesting that came out of the Combine today was a press conference with two big Buccaneer icons, and that's head coach Bruce Arians and general manager Jason Light. Now, this is the first time we have heard these guys talk in a press conference setting since, what, the very end of the season well, when they did their closing presser? I'll tell you what. Uh, Jason Light hasn't talked since, like, last offseason. So, yeah. um, Jason Light, didn't he didn't talk at the Senior Bowl. Um, normally, he does. He didn't talk then. He was um, at the Shrine game, didn't talk to any yeah, media there Yeah, he either. didn't talk. So, yeah, this is the first time we've heard Bruce Arians talk in a press conference since the uh, last day of the season, that Monday. Uh, but we have not heard Jason Light talk at all for a long time. So this is the first action that we've seen Jason Light. Next time you'll see him talk is probably uh, a free agent signing, whether that's re-signing you know, Shaq Barrett, Jameis Winston, or something like that, or signing a new guy. That's, that's probably the next time you'll see him talk. Yeah. Now, one of the big things that I took away from both of their uh, conference time today was it seems like priority number one to keep all of our defensive free agents together. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of what it seems like the consensus is among the Buccaneers and how they're going to approach things. So I'll ask you this. With that being priority number one, priority number number two, obviously you have to figure out what you're going to do with Jameis Winston as well. And then you've got 15 plus other free agents you have to deal with yeah but with the Buccaneers kind of coming out and I know it's that time of year where people can say things and not exactly mean it in that sense but with the Buccaneers coming out and saying listen we got to get our defensive guys back uh Bruce Arian says he's been in talks with Indomica Sue and Sue wants to stay in Tampa which I'm sure is for the right price so with that yeah, being it's, it's gonna pri- have to be for lower price right with that being top priority can we expect a not blockbuster offseason? Like, I know we kind of said the same thing about last season, and then Sue was that big blockbuster pick everybody was talking yeah. about and was waiting on. But it, as of right now, it seems like the only guy that they could get that would blow me away would be someone like Tony Jefferson. Like, does it is it shaping up to be an offseason where we see maybe two or three new guys through free agency? So I I don't think they're going to go out on a splash and, you know, get five or six brand new starters. Um, Don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to do a little bit of a mix of what they did last year versus, you know, maybe a little bit more of a splash. Maybe that splash is Tony Jefferson. Um, And then, you know, there's a few guys like a Shaq Barrett, like a one-year prove-it deal, Bashar Perryman, one-year prove-it deal. Sort of like that. So, because I mean, they are going to have more money, a little bit more money to play with this offseason than they did last offseason. So, I, I think Bruce Arians truly believes that they're close to the playoffs. And I think Jason Light realizes that if they, you know, if they go 6-10 and 10 or 5-11, and 11, like, he's done. So, uh, I don't think they want to sit on their hands, but I also don't think they're going to go out 
you know, and, and re-sign Shaq Barrett and JPP and Ndamukong Sue, and then, you know, try to sign Jadavion Clowney. Like, that's not going to happen. Right. Um, so, you know, maybe a guy like Tony Jefferson is an option. And then, like, yeah, look for some bargain guys. Like, running back, maybe a guy like Chris Thompson from Washington. Um, you know, a, a few guys that aren't going to break the bank, really. So, we'll see. It really depends on what they do in free agency. I mean, like, if they let Jason Pierre-Paul go... You know, that's probably ten million or so. You're not spending there. Maybe you can spend it elsewhere. Maybe make more of a splash. You know, um, we'll see. What it all really all depends. Um, you know, the Dominican Sue, like it's going to have to be for the right price. Like I said, uh, Shaq Barrett. I, if my predictions right now are Shaq Barrett and JPP staying, Carl Nassib's going, and Nadama Kinsu, I'm leaning towards going. Um, I just After think today I'm kind of leaning I, towards I, staying. I think there's going to be some team out there that's going to pay him close to what he got last year. I don't think the Bucks can or will. So, so. Maybe it, let me present this situation because Ndamukong is at the point in his career where he is statistically made more money than any NFL player ever, right? Like, is that kind of the thing? Uh, He's been so lucrative with his deals I, over I don't the years. Think- he has just know made a that. ridiculous amount of money. I, oh, it's a, yeah, it's a lot of money. That that Miami deal he signed was huge. So do you think, because, I mean, for Bruce to come out and say something like that, those must have been some good conversations. I imagine, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a stalemate. Like, as a free agent, you can say one thing and then go do another. We've yeah, seen it happen course. several thousand times. But I, it just... If you would have asked me this six months ago, I would have told you you were crazy. But as of right now, it just seems less and less far-fetched that a guy like Ndamukong Sue would maybe take, I don't know, $3 million less than what another team would offer him to stay in Tampa. Uh, because, I, I, I mean, I, you heard first, Bradley say it a few minutes ago. This is this is a uh, close-knit locker room of guys. Yeah, I mean, these are guys that believe in each other and what they're putting on the field right now. And I think a yeah. lot of guys can get behind it, and he's one of them. But, I mean, yeah, yes and no, because the problem is it's not like Sue, you know. Sue has a history of sort of doing this. Um, this yeah, you're is right. Gonna be, you know, like the Bucks were his fourth team. Um, so who knows, right? If there's a team offering $9 million and the Bucks are around five and a half or so, I, I personally think he'll probably take the $9 million. I mean, I probably would, <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't, I don't blame him, but it, you know, it's just, it all depends on, on what his price is versus what the Bucks price is versus what the market is, because, you know, there's some rumblings. The Raiders could potentially go after him. I've been hearing the Cowboys could potentially go after him. You know, if the, especially a team like the Raiders, they got some money to spend. John Gruden might love him some, some Nadama can sue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they throw, they could throw 10 million at him for one year and, you know, he might take it, go back to, you know, Basically, well, not go back to the Bay Area because they're in Vegas now. But yeah, but West Coast. Um, yeah, pretty much. Go back to the West Coast. He was already in L.A. Um, you know, he was in Miami, Florida. Clearly, after leaving Detroit, he uh, likes nice weather. So all he's got to uh, do now is play for Jacksonville, and he's played for every professional football team there is in Florida. Yeah, I mean, so Jaguars confirmed interest in the Dominican Sioux. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You heard it here first. <laughs> he's going. Uh, he's going for the Florida three P. All right, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, so I mean, we'll see. But we're kidding, yeah, by the way. That was a, that was a joke for anyone who wants to like run with that. That was totally a joke. Yeah, I don't think he's going to Jacksonville, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not I'm not 100 positive that he's back. Um, like I said, it really all depends on what that market is for him. I think 
the Bucks want Sue back, but I think they really want Shaq and JVP back. Like those are the two that like they feel they need to have back. Yeah, maybe JVP. I you know, I I sort of have this fear that JVP might be pricing himself out because I I think on the open market he could get upwards to you know thirteen million dollars a year for a two three year deal from a team that is maybe closer to contention. You know, um, like and no, nobody wants to hear it. Like somebody like the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying the Saints like are interested in him. I'm just saying somebody like that, a team that you know feels like they're Super Bowl ready. Maybe a team like the Patriots, you know, needs a little bit more pass rush. Um, a team like the Cowboys, you know, uh, uh, teams like that could maybe throw some money at him. But uh, we'll see. I, I still think he stays in Tampa, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know, man. It is a big question mark regarding Indomitka suit. Now, so I mean, now we got to talk about the elephant in the room, right? Well, I was gonna follow it up and say we got some more quarterback talk from Jason Light and Bruce Arians, and uh, guess what? They said the same thing that they've been saying for four months. Well, it conf- it sort of confirms what I was saying on Twitter the other day, and people were kind of bashing me for it. So. I saw you got some backlash. So throw it out there. Let's see what the people think. What do you think is going on right now, and what do you think the Bucks have their sights set on? So I think, and I believe it was almost pretty much confirmed today with what Bruce Arians said. I think the Bucks' number one target, if you lined up all the free agent quarterbacks, and all the free agent, like not really free agent, but the trade candidates, you know, Available. Derek Carrs, yeah, Derek Carrs, Matt Stafford, stuff like that. Those guys. If you lined up all up, I believe that the Bucks would choose Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady is their number one target. Um, you know, I think it's the Glazers' number one target, obviously for obvious reasons. If you're the owners of the team, you want that guy on your team, right? Like you want him, right? Because that's an instant, you know, ticket season. You know, people may not be keen on Brady right now. They're like, oh, Jameis, Jameis, right? That's that's a I guarantee you, shockwave I, move. Dude, I guarantee you, you know, getting, you know, getting Tom Brady season tickets would immediately go up, right? Ask the Broncos what happened when they signed Peyton Manning. Okay, they went from Tim Tebow to Peyton Manning. Come on. So I, I believe that Brady is their number one target. And a lot of people were like, oh, keep dreaming and stuff like that. I never said Brady was coming to Tampa. I said, I even said, I said, I don't believe he's going to come to Tampa, but I believe that's who they want the most. So I, I, I think they end up with Jameis Winston still. Um, I mean, Bruce Arians mentioned you know, three quarterbacks by name today. Tom Brady was the first one he said. Then Drew Brees, but we've already pretty much confirmed that Drew Brees is going to be back with the Saints. And then Philip Rivers, which Philip Rivers in Indianapolis seems to be gaining more and more steam. So we'll see. I think for Indianapolis, it's going to come down to either Philip Rivers or maybe Derek Carr. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's definitely, to me, Carr is only on the block if Brady goes to Oakland. So. Right. I personally don't think I think I think Brady either ends up So Brady doesn't go to Oakland. You still don't think there's a possibility that Carr gets dealt anywhere else? No, because there's no other quarterback like who else who else are the Raiders going to sign? Like they haven't shown much interest in Philip Rivers. I mean, Matt Stafford for Derek Carr, that swap that wouldn't make much sense. Teddy Bridgewater, they haven't shown much interest in him even though I would like Teddy Bridgewater in the Raiders offense. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I just personally think that um, 
you know, and this is crazy, right? Like that we're talking about this. You know, there's so many quarterbacks this offseason that could be available. And, you know, who, who, if you had to guess, right, if you would just really say, who's the leader? Who's, once they go, everything's going to fall into place? Oh, it's Tom Brady. He it's is Tom the Brady. wild card. He's the so, wild card. Because if, if he, he says go, he's if he, staying if he in goes, New England. If he goes to Tennessee, that means Ryan Tannehill's available. Right. If he goes to Oakland, that means Derek Carr's getting traded. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know. But if you know Derek Carr gets traded somewhere, gets traded to Indy, what happens with Jacoby Brissett? You know, like you know, a lot of that stuff. And of course, is... the possibility that Tom Brady comes to dawn, the new red and pewter threads will be unveiling of in course, April, and then Jameis Winston goes to Indianapolis. I mean, uh, yeah. I what? No. What spot? What spot? I don't think Indy's the spot for Winston if he leaves. I, I really don't. Mm, I, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm kind of leaning like uh, in L.A., like Chargers, um, or oh, man, maybe, well, maybe like a, Tampa, straight to New England. I I feel like New England, maybe. Yeah, like I feel uh, like honestly. Indy would be more of a lock than New England, honestly. I don't know. Well, we're about to find out. So. Yeah, right. Um, but personally, you know, I think Tom Brady's staying in New England. So, um, but yeah, that's my interpretation of the whole situation. And Bruce Arians, like, so uh, I forget who was doing the interview with Bruce Arians today on NFL Network, but he was like, so basically, if you have a list of guys that you prefer over James Winston, but if you can't get James, if you can't get those, then James is your guy. And he was like, yeah. I was like, "Oh, I was surprised <laughs> that he said that." I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, but hey, when I hear like, comments I mean, like that, I mean, that, dude, dude, that what do you mean? Like, that's not a smokescreen. I don't. Uh, I'm not looking at a full-on smokescreen per se, but when I hear a comment like that from a guy like Bruce Arians, who is known for kind of being a smartass, maybe saying what he doesn't exactly mean to say but just says it in the moment like that just that sounds like a bruce arians response to me because i'm not saying it's completely off the table i'm not saying they're not looking at other quarterbacks like i I agree with you i think tom brady is their number one target i think that's everybody's number one target across the league right now yeah like it's just it's tom freaking brady you know what i mean there isn't an argument to be made there but i look at the time of year it is i think for him to toss out a simple yes to a question like that, what's that going to cost him or Jameis Winston at the end of the day? Okay, but what if Winston's looking at that and going like, you know, I mean, Arians has said he hasn't had any contact with Winston, right? Jason Light said he's had contact, but Bruce Arians himself has not said he's had contact. So, like, if you're Jameis Winston, look at that, looking at that. Like, I, I don't like that, right? Like, if just from like a player's perspective, like if I if I went over and was like, you know, was talking to somebody and they were like, yeah, if you can find, you know, if if you, if you can find a different co-host, you will you stick with Red? I was like, oh yeah, then then sure. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, like how yeah. how would you feel? You know, like. <laughs> no, you put it in terms like that, it makes a little bit more sense. I I don't know, man. I don't want to overthink something like that because at the end of the day, we can sit here and talk about you know potentially Tom Brady to Tampa, all of these yeah. other filling in spots that would have to be done. But I, I do think that Jameis Winston will be our quarterback week one right. of twenty twenty. I'm gonna put you I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Alright, do it. Now, this may be a mistake because you might not be able to rattle him off like that. What are your predictions for the quarterback carousel? Like, you know, you got 
James Winston, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, you don't have to do trades if you don't want to. No, I don't really like care. Like I don't know because I feel like I don't think there's gonna be that many quarterbacks traded if at any. So I I can give you I can give you three. I'll give you All the right. big three that I think are going to happen. I think Tom Brady stays in New England. I don't think he goes and plays for anybody else. As, as cool as it sounds to see Tom Brady in another jersey, possibly winning another Super Bowl and cementing himself as the absolute greatest athlete of all time, um, I, I just it doesn't seem very likely. You know, everything they've been through, I know the rumors say that Belichick wants to move on and Robert Kraft doesn't. I kind of believe those. I'm not going to lie. But... I, I kind of do too. I, I think Belichick wanted to move on with Garoppolo. Yep, he did. But at this point... I think they're just going to give Brady what he wants. They're going to agree on something, and he's going to ride into the sunset in Boston on the last contract of his career. I just I think that's how that's going to play out. When it comes to Phillip Rivers, I think he ends up in Indianapolis. I think it's the best fit for him. Um, I don't look at any other quarterback needy teams and imagine Phillip Rivers doing exceedingly well there. I mean, he's not the type of guy that I think – I'll say this, and I, I mean it in the nicest way possible, I guess. Philip Rivers doesn't strike me as the type of guy who would leave L.A. and go win a Super Bowl anywhere else. I think he'll be mediocre for the rest of his career, maybe make the playoffs once or twice, and then he'll retire. Yeah. I, I just, And when I look at teams that he can go to and the options that are out there and maybe some of the interest that is mutual, I look at Indianapolis. The last one I have is Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's going to the Chargers. I think he'll be Philip Rivers' replacement. I've I've been back and forth on Teddy. Like, yeah. there's just there's just uh, some interesting possibilities. Like, what if Jacksonville can get out of Nick Foles' contract? You know, what if the Dolphins? You know, I, I think maybe... Minshew Mania is going to run wild for at least another year before they look at like a before, Teddy Bridgewater. Before they before they will be looking because. I... I, I think Min- Minshew's story's fun, but oh, I don't think Minshew's so your guy. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, LA makes a lot of sense, especially if they're going to draft a guy like Justin Herbert. You know, maybe Herbert's not ready right away. Bridgewater on a you know a three four year deal would make some sense there. Um, I can I, I can roll with those. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it is tricky because. I feel like if you just sit down and think about it, like it's simple. But if you throw one monkey in the wrench there, and like if you say Tom Brady goes wherever, like it changes Everything the entire just, thing. It just changes it, it, the it changes. landscape of how teams Every, are operate. The only thing that that might not change is Philip Rivers going to Indianapolis. If Tom Brady goes to Tampa, does Jameis Winston go to the Chargers and Teddy Bridgewater go to the Patriots? Or is it the other way around? Or does you know, like what happens? Does does Philip Rivers end up with the Patriots and the Chargers trade for Derek Carr? Like I don't like <laughs> it, it, it's it's so it's so crazy and it just it, it falls on one guy. And luckily, I do think you'll get his decision almost first. The Bucks are you know the franchise tag deadline got pushed back two days. It is now March twelfth instead of March tenth. So they have until then to make a decision on Winston. Uh, I think they would like more time than that because I, I really think they want to know what Tom Brady's going to do. Yeah. Because if, if Tom Brady is available, I think they're going to make a big run at him. However, they have to be careful. They have to be confident. If if you know, guess what? If you're going to say if you, you're going to say we're not going to resign James Winston, right? We're going to go after Tom Brady. Get, you better get Tom Brady. 
Because if you don't get Tom Brady, you're going to be end up stuck with Case Keenum as your quarterback. Yeah, right. Okay, like that, like like Ryan Griffin. The, all the Ryan Griffin fans are going to be ecstatic because he's going to be the starter. Like if you if you really set your sights, and that's what is a huge risk. If you set your sights on Tom Brady, you better land Tom Brady. And that's that's going to be fun to watch if it ends up happening that way. If Tom Brady comes out and says, I'm not coming back to New England, I'm hitting the open market, dude, it's going to be like watching an eBay bidding war between these teams. Like, it's and, and going to and, be and incredible. The Bucks, the, Bucks are, the Bucks will go over $30 million for Tom Brady. That's been reported elsewhere, plus it's been relayed to me that – they aren't really keen on going too much over thirty million dollars for Jameis Winston, but for Tom Brady, um, excuse me, they will. And that that just goes back into the mentality that you brought up. If you're gonna get Brady, if you're gonna go out on a limb, you better get it done. Because if you don't, then you are just royally screwed for the season. That yeah. let's be frank, this 2019 team worked so hard to put together. You know, exactly. this is a team that the talent is there, especially a quarterback. I mean, you don't lead the league in passing yards and second place in oh, touchdowns for a reason. But he led the league in interceptions. Oh, I know. Oh, I know he but, did. I'm but just what saying, I'm saying you, you, can't, you can't bring those up without ignoring that. Like, no, I'm, I, it's, I'm not ignoring it. I'm well, not I, ignoring it. I mean, it. It, you're implying that, like, the quarterback's not really an issue. Like, We've we talked about many times here. If James Winston throws seventeen picks, where do you think the Bucks? How many more games do you think the Bucks win if he throws seventeen four. interceptions? Four. They four, go eleven and five. Games. They go eleven and five if he Dude, throws then seventeen then, picks. Buddy, then your decision to move on from Winston should be pretty easy. If you think he costs you four games, <laughs> throwing as many interceptions as he did. You, Okay, well, I, I'm kind of I talking. In, I'm, like, ta- I'm, I'm kind of talking in a grand scheme of things. I wasn't directly mentioning this past year. My bad. But we did say before that if James threw this past year, what are you talking about? This past season, we yeah. said if he threw less picks, they would be in the playoffs. Yeah, but maybe not eleven and five. Like four wins is a lot. I don't know, buddy. That's a I don't know, lot. buddy. I know I've got some people out there that agree with me. I know for a fact I have people out there that agree with me. I know me. people I got out there that agree with me, so yeah. That's the beautiful part of this podcast, and we've been lucky enough to do it for one hundred episodes. Ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much all the news we have for well, you this week. People are gonna think I'm just a absolute James Winston basher, but <laughs> I mean you know, I don't really care if if he's back. He's back. I think he's probably besides Tom Brady. Like he, if you want to look long term, he probably is the best option, right? Probably. If you it. guys have stuck around for a hundred episodes, you should know firsthand that Evan Wanish does not pull punches. Okay. I, I don't. You know, because I like Winston. I do. Like I like Jameis Winston. Let's get that out there right now. But I'm also not going to sit here and kisses. You know what? I'm just a big fan. I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying that I'm not going to sit here and do that. Oh, no. I'll sit here and say that I do. I do it every single week. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, your word. It's not mine. Yeah, right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much all the news we have for you right now. Combine time is coming up. If you have anybody in particular you're looking at, make sure you stay close. There's a lot of great people doing a really, really good job of reporting outside of Indianapolis. Support those people. Support the hard work that they put into this. Because I know that sitting there at the combine and posting anything and everything of minute detail that you could think is important is something that I would not be able to do. So, um, 
if you're eating up all that off-season content, that's the place to do it. Make sure you all support those guys, everyone that we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Thank you for 100 episodes. It, it seems really weird that this is yeah. episode 100, and then the next Crazy. episode will be 101. Like I, I or remember, we could do like Peter Report did, like episode 100, part one. Right. <laughs> we'll have like 17 or 18 parts of episode yeah. 100. We'll have Bradley yeah. Pinion on 17 times, and then he'll just stop answering our phone calls. Yeah, he'll just be like, "Okay, enough of this." <laughs> but, I, I, I can I can only talk about I can only talk about punting the ball so many times. Right. Yeah. Now it, it's just. You know, I was kind of saying how crazy it is that we're at 100 episodes. Evan, you and I started doing podcasts together in, God, 2014, 2015? Man, I think it was 2014. I, I want to say I it think. was 2014. It was, uh, it was a little, little, little show called uh, Another Sports Podcast, right? Yeah, well, yeah. 2014, we yes, had another baby. sports podcast. But we also, I remember I did for a long time, I did a wrestling podcast called Wrestling Talks. And uh, we had a mutual friend who was here on YouTube. That's Big T. I remember you, yeah. you, me, and Big T would jump on. We'd talk some wrestling, talk about whatever yep. was going on in the uh, in the realm of wrestling that week. And then wrestling talks, you know, we kind of – I moved on from it because I wasn't enjoying the product anymore. But you and I remained friends. And, yeah, we started ASP. It was you, me, and our buddy Morgan who we've had on the show before. Yep. ASP lasted maybe – eight nine episodes yeah the the issue was just a lot of scheduling stuff it just a lot of scheduling yeah stuff. i, I mean, think it, it was, you you were still in high school and you were just really busy and you know we, we weren't getting the the views that we thought we could yeah and, and i mean that's how this show started you know we did we did 30 40 episodes that really not a lot of people were watching and tuning into but the fact that we're as passionate about tampa bay as we are is I think what kept us going and what makes this so enjoyable and what makes it mm. worth it at the end of the day is anyone and everyone who has tuned in. If you're listening right now, we appreciate you. If you've listened at all in the past, we appreciate you very, very much. And we yep. are very lucky to have made it this far. I mean, we got Bradley freaking pinion on the cannon fire <laughs> podcast. That's something yeah. we wouldn't have been able to do a year and a half, two years ago. So thank yeah, you so, so much to anyone and everyone for all your support over the years. Yeah. So basically, uh, uh, I want to thank Rhett. Um, of course, I want to thank you, buddy, for, you know, without this, you know, w- w- without you, um, you know, if you guys don't know, Rhett's like really the tech guy. Like, w- w- without him, there would be no show. Um, so, you know, thanks a lot. I mean, you know, I was actually, I actually started, you know, the name like Cannon Fire Podcast kind of on Podbean. And I was report, I was recording like 15 minute shows. And it was just, it was, it was not that great. Um, and then, you know, Rhett came along and basically said, you know, like, how about we do this? And, you know, after that, you know, it's just been a, a great roller coaster ride. And um, obviously, with anything, like I said, it has ups and its downs, but a lot more ups and it's starting to trend up even more. So thank you a lot, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, show wouldn't be show wouldn't be where it's at without you. Oh, thanks, man. That that means a lot. I'm blushing. I'm about to cry right here on camera. It's really embarrassing. But that was uh, my goal. <laughs> thanks buddy ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening to this episode of the cannon fire podcast you can follow the show on social media facebook instagram and twitter all of those are cannon fire podcast if you just search it you'll find us you can follow myself on social media instagram and twitter where i get into my shenanigans yelling about anything and everything tampa bay sports 
You can follow me there at Reticus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. Oh, and uh, real, real quick, one one note, because you just mentioned your Twitter and Tampa Bay Sports. How about those Vipers? Oh, man, no? the diapers? <laughs> I, I have officially given up my fanhood of the Vipers. I am a free agent right now in the realm of the XFL. I know the that vendors, you were. Even though they got absolutely destroyed yeah i know you came out you said you're <laughs> uh, a dc defenders fan they just got whooped by uh, la oh, man. I, I think i'm just gonna sit back this year yeah. and i'm gonna watch with an unbiased view i'm gonna watch whatever game is on i'm gonna watch for the exciting it. players I, yeah I, I really like pj walker like i'm kind of leaning towards oh, Houston. It's so fun dude he's so, he, so he's a, he, he he went to temple he's a philly guy i was oh, like oh yeah, yeah. He's just so good, man. So, like, I don't know. I don't think Houston's my team. I'm going to spend the rest of the season with an unbiased microscope. I've just started to hate the Vipers. Like, they announced today. Mark Tressman came out and said he gave the players the day off of practice because they needed some rest and relaxation. That's fine. All right, whatever. They got their asses kicked. But then he comes out, and he says, after two weeks of riding the bench, Aaron Murray might be able to play this weekend and if he's able to play guess what he's starting <laughs> all i want to see from the xfl all i want to see from the tampa bay vipers is quentin flowers play for just two drives in a row that's all i want give the guy five chances to throw the ball five other chances to maybe i don't know do something with the run game see if he can make something out of nothing but give the guy a fair chance damn it because is it Taylor Cornelius? Is it Zach Cornelius? Uh, yeah, I think it's it's Taylor, I think. Cornelius and Aaron Murray just are not getting the job done. And <laughs> everyone who listens to the show knows me. I'm a Tampa guy through and through. I don't know anything else but Tampa. It's almost mm-hmm. kind of sad. It, everything just makes sense when Quentin Flowers is under center, and that's all I have to say about that. So you can uh-huh. follow me on Instagram and Twitter to watch me yell about the Vipers every single week at Redicus. You can follow my co-host Evan Wanish on Instagram and Twitter at EvanNFL. Instagram, Bucks Wave, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram, by the way. How's that going? Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for the little shout. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, if you guys, obviously, I think if you're listening to this, you, you're probably aware um, but, uh, yeah, we're, you know, looking forward to another great off season and, uh, we got a lot of different things that are, that are coming up that I think a lot of people are going to be excited about. So hope you guys stick, uh, stick on the ride with us. Absolutely. Thank you to Bradley Penyon for coming on the show. The people's champion himself answering some of your guys' questions as well as some of our own. And before we get out of here, we have to give one more shout out to the sponsor who is huge in the success of CFP over the past year and a half. That is Pinecrest Printing and Signs. These guys do a damn good job, and they've been doing it since 2001 for the Tampa Bay area. If you have an image for your business, these guys are going to do whatever they can to make sure you take it to the next level. They've got you hooked up with business cards, stickers. They do apparel. They bump up in size, go to banners. You can do flags, custom wallpapers. They even do vehicle wraps. Anything and everything that you can put your name on, they are ready to help you take to the next level. Pinecrest Printing and Signs, as you know, hooked us up with some fantastic t-shirts. We've got red and black, both are for sale, and some CFP stickers, which, by the way, keep an eye out around the Tampa Bay area. We haven't pushed it on the show very much, but I'm putting these Cannon Fire podcast stickers all over Tampa Bay. And uh, right now, there's a little bit more of them in St. Pete, maybe downtown, cough, cough. 
But hmm. keep an eye out this coming off season. You're going to start seeing a lot more of these. And if you snap a picture and you send it to me, you can either send us, uh, send it to us th- uh, via email, cannonfirepodcast at gmail.com, or you can send it to any of our social media. If you send me a picture of a wild CFP sticker that has not been claimed yet, then I will send you a fantastic grab bag of cannon fire gear. It's, it's that simple. So make sure you guys keep an eye out special promotions thing we're doing for the off season. Thank you so much for 100 episodes. We are looking forward to 100 more. Until then, I am Rhett Matthew, signing off for Evan Wanish, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Go Bucks. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money.